Hello and welcome to Come With Us, a podcast to meet all your fantasy needs. I'm Susie Nunez. And I'm Rache Kelly. And each week we dive into the tempting world of books, seductive romance, and a sprinkle of spice. Hi, seniors. Welcome to episode 20 of Come With Us, your favorite podcast, not new, your favorite podcast already, because we're not new anymore. We've got two seasons, like, we know who we are. Um, <laughs> and this week, I am grateful for warm clothes, because, oh, yeah. oh my freaking God, <laughs> it's, been, it's been cold. Like, it's not as cold as before or other years. I'm very grateful that, you know, we have the right equipment and the right clothes and the right everything to be warm and just keep living. And I yep. just saw the movie um, Society of Snow, I think is the name, on Netflix. And oh my God, I'm so I'm very grateful for warmness in general, but especially, especially clothes, warm clothes. What about you, Rache? Right now, I'm, I'm grateful for Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> Don't judge me. I've never gotten like super no. into an anime. I've watched, know. you know, I've watched your generics, your Avatar, The Last Airbender. I've I've watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist, but I have never been like super into anime. And uh, this show has been like my one escape from reality uh, the past couple weeks. And um, I'm just getting started on season two and I'm not ready to have my absolute soul crushed. I've just been having fun, enjoying all the... <laughs> All the fun times yeah. in season one. And the movie was a little sad, but uh, I've been warned and I'm not ready to let go of all the happiness. <laughs> there is lots of eye candy in that in that anime. Like, insane. Um, there's a couple uh, bad guys that I'm like, okay. I know, mm. I know. Okay, this week, Sinners, we're talking about two books from the amazing series by Sarah Kate called the Salacious Players Club series. The two books we're talking about are not in order of one another, but they are Praise and Mercy. And you'll see in a yes. minute why we married these two. Yes. Uh, the book order goes like this. It's going to be Praise, Eyes on Me, Give Me More. And then it's going to be Mercy, Highest Bitter, and Madam. I read mm. all of them. I really mm -hmm. liked all of the books. I do recommend this series, especially if you're someone that is starting on these type of books, like kinky-ish books. These are mm -hmm. very, in my opinion, mild. Uh, yeah. Because you know what we read. We read very... <laughs> Yeah, very spicy and very traumatic things. But this is very mm -hmm. mild, in my opinion. And I think if mm -hmm. you're getting into this type of universe in books, it's great. Or if you want to learn more about this world, because you want to be actually doing things like this in your life. We always have to yeah. remember, these are books. This is not real yeah. people. But they are great to kind of like get an idea, in my opinion. These books are a really awesome series to get into if you are somebody who is interested in kink and BDSM, but you are not into dark books, morally gray characters, things like that. It's It kind of divorces the kink and BDSM from the stereotypical dark pain, you know, tortured soul characters that a lot of times mm. you see bdsm tied to in stories so that was i'll say that i agree with you on that but there's like give me more and mm -hmm. mercy 
they have a bit of like you know they're not morally great characters but they have mm -hmm. some trauma involved sure yeah i think there is some trauma but i what i think of is like when people who like when you think of like haunting adeline there's oh, no. a lot of nothing there's like a that. lot of <laughs> There's a lot of kink in there. It's not vanilla yeah. sex. It's a lot of kink, but a lot of the kink that you get is tied to a darker storyline and darker characters and tortured mm. souls. Same with losers, you know. It's mm -hmm. uh, kind of hard to divorce the kink from the trauma. So we're going to start with two books that are the same, but they're not at the same time. Grace and Mercy. Praise is mm -hmm. first, and then Mercy is like the third or fourth book. Um, and why are we doing this like this, Rache? Uh, we decided to group them together by kink slash trope. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Praise is a age gap romance with uh, the male uh, main character being older, the female main character being younger. The male is the dominant, the female is submissive, um, and Mercy is the exact opposite. So older woman, younger man, the woman is the dom, the man is the sub, and it's all about their, like, I think the only thing is that in praise, the male dom already knows what he likes and what he's into, and mm. all the other three characters, they're just kind of figuring out what they're into, so... I think that's like the one thing that makes them really different in our opinion these books each of them represent some kind of kink i just watched a video on tiktok like two days ago where someone was saying like no that's not true okay that's your opinion in our opinion it's like that i read all of them and in a way it does um and that's why again we think that these are great for people that want to like start reading these things or kind of like want to get an idea of what how this lifestyle is, or if you wanna you wanna have like a limits talk, right? Boundaries talk with someone in this specific topic. Praise, in my opinion, was great about that. But let's get into it. Uh praise. It's gonna be male, I think is 40 or 42 years old, and then Charlie, mm -hmm. that's Emerson, and then Charlie, that she's the sub, she is 21 or 22, right? Mm-hmm. Sissy. What sold you on this book? Uh, I think it was Journey who told me about it. She said something like, woman gets with the parent of her ex and he's like a dumb and she doesn't know anything about it. And I'm like, yes, that's for me. I love it. I just didn't need, I don't need anything else. I love the drama. <laughs> yeah, that one. What about you? For a loop. That one definitely threw me for a loop. I was like, it's her ex-boyfriend's dad? Uh, so what sold it for me was that I was actively looking for more sub-dom dynamics uh, in the books I was reading and uh, definitely more kink in what I was reading because I think I read this right after I read Akatar. And while mm -hmm. fantasy is great, all of the sex was vanilla. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, it was hot, but still vanilla. Vanilla is a wonderful flavor countries were invaded for it you know but still i was just looking to get a little bit more of the kink side of it so then when i heard yeah. that it that the whole series takes place you know kind of semi around the existence of this sex club and that there's different kinds of kink rooms and things like that i was like yeah. 
Yoink. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you start the book, there's one of the things that I loved since the beginning was the dedication. It says to all the good girls. And if you have a kink and if you love a, a phrase type of thing, you know, quote, that is going to be me. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, yes, I'm going to read them all just because <laughs> it was <laughs> It was good. It was good. It was good. I loved it. Nice touch from the author, I think. And that is something that I love to see in books when authors think about these things because they know that we have some type of kinks because we're in yeah. this because we, we're, you know, we're the type of people in, in yeah. a way or another. Yeah. So I love that they know and they give us what we want. <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, yes. So the story revolves around Charlie 21, 22 and Emerson. But and again, like Thor. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> again, but again, um, Emerson is Bo's dad and Bo's yes. is Charlie's ex. So that is the yeah. whole thing in this book. And it makes sense. Yeah. If you think about it, it makes sense. Like, how would you react? Honestly, if yeah, I that would happen to you. So like, let's just leave like a quick rundown to everybody mm -hmm. who hasn't read this but is listening to this podcast because they love us anyway <laughs> and we love you too so praise charlie or charlotte she <clears throat> breaks up with her boyfriend they had a security deposit down on a rental agreement together i just want to add yeah he's a fucking asshole okay he's such a dick okay oh he's he's your typical toxically masculine not like super educated so easily swayed by anything that yep. has you know the men's activist rights like mm -hmm. exactly. you know that kind of that kind of a guy like super fragile in his masculinity it's uh, getting andrea tate yeah exactly and she is not very self-confident and so she just mm. kind of lets her lets him walk all over her uh up, too. of course she's not gonna be here's the one best bit of advice i ever heard Never marry the man you dated at 19. It's always the worst one. Anyways, I second so that. she I broke second up that. with him. She didn't marry him. She broke up with him. But he had to have money from his dad to uh, cover his security deposit, his half mm -hmm. security deposit. So guess where the return security deposit check went? To his dad's. And he was like, I don't talk to my nasty ass dad anymore. I'm not going to tell you why, but fuck that guy. You want your money? Go mm -hmm. get it from him yourself. She goes there. He assumes that she is the uh, sub that has been assigned to him via their kinky dating app. He walks in. He's like, uh, why aren't you on your knees? Because he assumes that it's this sub that's been sent over. Um, yeah. And she, in her brain, is like, why am I getting on my knees right now? What in the but she's fuck? Doing it. <laughs> she does it. And she gets straight up on her knees. And then they realize, oh, my God, you're my son's ex-girlfriend. Holy shit. That's. I'm so sorry. And long story short, she ends up being his for real secretary and she gets that money. And then she realizes what the whole deal is. And she's like, Oh, I think I liked this. And then they start like cat and mousing around and she asks for lessons in how to be a sub. And then he, mm. and she ended up falling for each other. And then Bo finds out and he gets really upset, but fuck that guy. And then they're happily ever after. And now, you know, the whole story. Kind of like that, but with a lot of drama in between. So uh, much drama. A lot of great, and a lot of great sex. Mm. Uh, even though I do have to say, I don't know if you have read the others that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Eyes on Me. Oof. 
number fucking one. That book Ooh. is so good. Uh, Eyes on me. And then if I have to add another one, so that one is going to be Give Me More because it's going to be two men and one woman. And it's like when I tell you, I really thought that Praise had good sex scenes. They were good. They were great. Awesome. But they were just regular VDSM type of things that you see, like kind of like in porno. Uh, You know, you know. But then you get to eyes on me and whoa, and then you get to give me more. And it's phenomenal. Like, I really think the author said, okay, I know what I'm doing now. And she did mm-hmm. an amazing job. I love that. I'm really excited. I, I chose to read the books as we go instead of reading yeah. them all at once so that they're fresher in my mind. That's good. And That's also good. because yeah, I'm I love them. very busy, but we're going to say it's because I'm doing it for the work. Tell me about... Emerson and why he is such as you wrote a total daddy. And listen, I have a thing with the word daddy. Like I don't use that lightly at all. I really do think that to me, you have to give daddy energy for mm. me to give you that, you know, word. And he gives daddy. Energy. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. I don't know if it is because he has a son or what the heck. But it's no. just how, you know, you know, when you know someone that they just carry themselves with this energy that is so dominant and so amazing. You're like, oh, my God, you're total daddy. That's him. That's total. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever met anybody in person that that gives that. Oh, vibe. Have. <laughs> oh have you? <laughs> you can tell everybody it's me, Susie. That's all right. Go for it. You can tell them. <laughs> You know, that is me. Uh, I yes, he was you. Okay, I am the daddiest. That's it. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> actually, if you want, actually, when she wants to be the daddiest, she's gonna be the daddiest. I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how we know this, but we know this. Continuing. Save <laughs> it for the Patreon. He is rich. Mm. Point number one. If you watch the first episode, you know that I said that. One of the problems with me reading the dare and the losers duet was that these guys were poor and money is important. It, they, it, money is what it is. Money is mm-hmm. a tool that we all need to survive and live in this world. So mm-hmm. Emerson has a lot of it, like lots of it. And Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlie is a very wise little girl because she knows what she was doing. She knows, she knows. You she cannot broke tell me up otherwise. With broke, she broke up with her broke <laughs> boyfriend who couldn't hold down a job. And got with his dad, the millionaire with a sex club. <laughs> you cannot no, tell me. No, it's because we love each other. You cannot tell me she what she didn't think about it. Emerson to me is a really good parent, in my opinion. Uh, part of the story that yeah. really mm-hmm. part of the story that really like endeared him to me was him being a parent uh and just understanding that if his son didn't want anything to do with him then he couldn't push that boundary and he would always sit there with open arms you know like i'm always going to be here for you if you ever want to come back into my life but i also understand that i have to respect that space so as somebody who is vaguely familiar with no contact relationships in families and stuff like that Mm. uh i it it was nice to see it 
displayed from a parent who wasn't just taking it as like some sort of weird personal offense, but then also, you know, because he also took responsibility for the part that he played in it. And even though the reason his son doesn't want to be around him anymore is because he's a pervert who owns a sex club, which I get is weird. I don't want to know that my mom has sex. I, I would, I'll go to my grave thinking she is, she's a Barbie doll with no genitals at all. And I'm fine with that. Really? I don't, That's interesting. I don't, don't want to think about it. I, I get can that. totally picture. I know my grandma fucked. Oh, I know she <laughs> fucked. Okay. I don't want to think about my, it's too close. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I, so I get, I, I get it. I get why it's weird, but also his son's just kind of a prick, man. So, That's, you know, that is like, we love Emerson, but we, the whole book, we were asking ourselves, how is this motherfucking kid such a dick? Oh, so yeah, Emerson's well, great. And he really takes care of his body, which is nice that, oh, you know, he's yeah. in his forties and he's still, he's got like his little home gym and he just does his little quick workouts in his gray sweatpants and his white undershirt and freaking great sweatpants. We freaking love them. Uh, continuing the age difference for me yeah. was a bit uncomfortable yeah. because you know she's 22 he's 40 something and mm-hmm. but then you realize that charlie was the one pursuing the relationship that, charlie was the one the, pushing the buttons that's the only thing that makes yep. it okay if it's a 40 year old pursuing a 21 year old you're disgusting and go away yep you are but if the 21 mm-hmm. year old is constantly like Hey, boo thing. And you're just like, nope, this can't go any farther. This is unprofessional. You're my son's ex-girlfriend. That's not okay. And she's mm. like, I'm a fucking adult. I know what I want. And I want you. After so long, mm. you've done your due diligence and you can get that pussy. I love and I love how Charlie was so eager to tell him, I want to learn this. I think this is my thing. I just don't know how to get into it, but you can teach me. And that's when I said, this is my girly. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that those people that are like judging others because they don't understand something. She said, judging me. No, 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 no. I want to learn, teach me. Yeah. And that is my type of people. Yeah. Uh, that's something that you don't see from Bo. He is just a very close-minded person. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to, with politics on this podcast, but he gives me Trump supporter vibes, not because he's informed, just because he's not informed. So, you know, he's giving me those vibes and I don't, I don't roll with those people. Same, hard same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one of my favorite things in this book was the limits and heart limits conversation and how clear it was we have talked about this before we did say that we don't see this type of conversations in books it's just mm-hmm. i like you you like me we're gonna be dumb and sub we're gonna see how this works and we never had the conversation in this book the first thing that emerson did was we're gonna have this conversation either you like it or not <laughs> yeah. well, and, and i, I love think that. i think what was different about this is that in a lot of other demonstrations of dom sub relationships they have like intense romantic feelings for one another and then one of them says you know choke me daddy or the other mm-hmm. one says get mm-hmm. on your knees and then it's just an implied like oh they're a dom or oh they're a sub mm-hmm. and there's never a conversation because you're not going into it into the relationship with the explicit intent of having a dom sub relationship it just kind of comes up and nobody ever 
stops and goes, okay, so I see you're into this. Let's talk about exactly where, how far into it you are. Mm-hmm. These, this relationship and like the one in losers where they have the whole, you know, what's your hard limits and soft limits, you know, questionnaire and everything where they, where they do that with here too. Both of those relationships started out with the agreement that there would be a power imbalance, which I think is probably why it was easier for the author to work the conversation mm-hmm. about limits into it. Yes. I would love uh, to absolutely. see it. I would love to see it come up in an organic way too. We know people we've, we've been in relationships where we are like, okay, show me now. And then from that, something develops, you know, but mm-hmm. in that developing, we have to talk about it. Exactly. We, I need to know what you are okay with and you're definitely not okay with. And you need to know mm-hmm. my okays and my not okays. And that is something that to me, where every time I read a book, I'm like, yes, but you're missing the conversation. And if authors need to understand something, we read and a lot of the times we're going to do what we read. We see these things as, let me try it. Let's see how that happens. And sometimes we're going to read something and we're going to go to a website like FedLife or anything like that. And we're going to find people to try these things with, you know? And it's like, if you don't have the example of having a conversation before, and then you go to meet these people and maybe they know more than you, or they have no idea what they're doing either, you're not going to have a healthy relationship with that person and your experience is going to be shitty. So that's why conversations are very important. You need to know what it's okay and what is not okay for you and for the other person. Uh, another point I really liked about this was that Charlie's little sister was trans and it wasn't brought into the story as some sort of secret huge yes it's like it wasn't like a secret it wasn't some like huge divisive plot point it's just Mm-mm. it just wasn't a character aspect it was just a fact about you yeah. know her sister it was oh this is her sister her sister is trans um it played a little bit into her da- into charlie's daddy issues uh that uh you know her dad just kind of bailed on the family because her mom was supporting her little sister's uh, transgender identity. But aside from that, like every other character in the whole book was supportive of it. It was just, oh, this is my sister. And everyone just kind of went along with it. And I really loved that it was like this destigmatized, not stereotypical, you know, representation of a trans character. Um, I, I, it would have been cool if it was like an even larger representation like a more prominent character in the book but i think for the part that it was it was really beautifully written same and i really like that when charlie was uh meeting emerson and like his lifestyle and everything he actually she actually realized what he did for a job like having a sex club and stuff like that she asked mm-hmm. him something like it's the club lgbtq plus friendly and he said of course yeah. blah, blah, blah. and she's like okay i'm fine like yeah. that was the only thing that mattered to her because they, you know, they went through that rejection with her dad and mm-hmm. that was hard for yeah. the sister and for her. And I guess she's like, I'm done with people that are not accepting me or my family anymore. And mm-hmm. I, I really like that was a little thing in the book, but I think it was so beautiful because yeah. we want those relationships. And she is yeah. that person that if we know her, we will be like, Charlie is such a good friend, you know? Yeah. And it's, it was like a really, it was a real genuine representation of trans allyship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people out there. Like I have, 
I have friends now who are transitioning and their family is supportive until, mm. you know, an aspect of their transition becomes mm -hmm. inconvenient. Like, oh, mm. to them. But yeah, surgery is scheduled on this day and this other day is some, you know, it's like this other thing's happening. Like, well, okay, this isn't really something you can just reschedule, <laughs> you know, like it's a... Or they're talking you know, about pronouns. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, well, you know how family is. No, I don't no. know. Why don't you explain to me why it's too hard for you to protect your own son or daughter than of it course. is to just keep the peace in the family? Because if grandma and grandpa can't get with the program, then fuck grandma and grandpa. They've been alive long enough. They learned how to use a cell phone. They can learn how to change a goddamn pronoun. It's not that hard. Preach. Okay, can we talk for a second about the scene where Charlie goes to the mall and to go buy secretary outfits. And she's just like, oh, I don't know why I'm buying this lingerie. It'll be just for me to wear under my clothes. So I feel sexy. Charlie, please. No. <laughs> I was a secretary once in my life, okay? <laughs> for an unnamed, very large bank of America. Okay. And <laughs> I... I had no interest in any of my bosses, but I will tell you, I had the best day when I wore my sexiest underwear under like mm. a black pencil skirt and a little button down. It like the confidence boost, 100% yes. But also, Charlie, your shirt was see-through. <laughs> I mean. That's where it ends. <laughs> you know what What I remember from, from this uh, chapter when she went to the club and she was like almost naked-ish? Uh, mm -hmm. You remember that episode on Friends when uh, Rachel is going out with Joshua and she goes to his parents' house and she's wearing like a nightgown-ish. It's kind of sexy lingerie because oh, yeah. they were going to actually do it. And she's like, and the best part, she was telling Monica, and the best part was when I was at the restaurant, I was and the waiter drop a little bit of water on my back and I jumped in my poop. <laughs> I think that's how I was seeing everything in my mind with Charlie. Oh. And when she went to the club and she was kind of like, you know, showing everyone everything because yeah. she thought it was going to be only a house type of job, but no, she was going to the club and she didn't know. <laughs> She's got like that black bra underneath the sheer mm -hmm. white top. And she's like, oh, the lingerie is just for me. I just really want to feel sexy. I don't want anybody else to see it. Charlie is interesting because I don't think she ever got to explore that side of her, like that sensual, very sexy side of her when she was with Bo because he was very, it's my pleasure and I don't care about yours at all. Uh, oh my God, <clears throat> was she dating my ex-husband? But yes, and something else that I really like about Charlie is that once she was out of that relationship and she saw that she could have a open and honest conversation with Emerson, she was like, I want to ask you everything. And I want mm -hmm. you to really be honest with me and tell me everything that you can about the community, about the kinks, about the app, about the club, because I want to be into this. And he was so, well, at the beginning, he wasn't open. He was like, I think yeah. you are a child to be into this world to be honest but then he was like you know what let me just eat this little cute dessert because i deserve it and i do think that he deserves eat charlie i think they're great for each dessert. other eat this little cute dessert is the yeah. sexiest thing i've ever heard in my entire life and i don't know why i'm putting it in the book i'm putting it let in the me, book 
eat this little dessert. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I think I, re- I, she, I resonated with her in this moment because I am also the kind of person that if I've got a question about something, I'm going to ask it. Same. And there's so many people who are like, oh my God, you can't just like ask people why they're white. That was a Mean Girls reference. But you like, you know, you can't yeah, just, that. <laughs> please understand my reference. Yes, yes, like, yes. God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. But like, that's- And you know what? That likes that, to ask those I things. love that we are that person because in my friend groups, I'm the only person, I'm always a person that's going to be like, oh yeah, and I went to whatever place and we did this. Tell me more. Or, oh, yeah, my wife and I are doing something new. Tell me more. I want to know everything. Did you like it? Did she like it? Like, I'm going to be that person because you want to know. Yeah. And if you, like, for me, like, if I don't understand something, sometimes I do struggle with understanding stuff. The ADHD, baby. It's it's something because, like, people will say things. I'll be like, okay, did they, like, mean that in this context or did they mean that in this context? And so mm. I'm always a person who's like, sorry, did you mean that, like, like this or like this? And sometimes people <laughs> assume that I'm, like, trying to be kind con- of like, excuse me, bitch, what'd you just say? But I'm like, no, seriously, I'm going to need clarification. <laughs> and so I'm always the person, always growing up, I was the student that, you know, would hold up class because I'm, like, asking questions because I just wanted to make sure I understood. Same. And everybody would be like, oh, so Same. it was nice to have this character just be like, another question. When you said this, what did you exactly mean by that? What about this? Could I maybe do this? What about this? <laughs> it was just so great. And she, and I do have to say, I loved how good of a new sub she was. Mm-hmm. She was great. In my opinion, she, she was, was phenomenal. Super receptive to everything. Yeah. Which is, and more than which that, is awesome. Since the beginning, he told her, I don't deal with brats. And she almost never she had like bratty moments but he knew yeah. how to put her down really fast so i love that literally really love the dynamic between them yeah <laughs> literally yeah uh yeah you are absolutely right it was i was reading it like mm, can't relate because <laughs> i don't think i could ever just like no maybe if i met the if the right person told me that they don't handle they don't deal with brats and then they just told me I had to be a certain way, the mm. right person could maybe make me. I don't think with them, it was like, you have to act this way. She mm-hmm. was naturally a sub. She never was a brat. She she was not going to be confronting him. Like she's never going to be confronting him. Yeah, in like that scenario when they are yeah. like playing a scene, right? We need to talk about how beautiful it is that Emerson is never ashamed of who he is. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. Even though this club, his lifestyle, his life choices, right, didn't help with the relationship with his son, he said, this is my life. And that is something that I applaud so much because in books, we see the sacrifice, always a sacrifice, right? The parents yeah. sacrifice themselves. And we see that in real life every day too. And we see parents that are resentful at the end because they're like, I changed my whole life for you. And it's like Emerson said, no, 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 no. And Emerson was someone that he became rich after he had a son. So it's interesting how his life's uh, decision choices and style got him to be rich, but to not have a relationship with his son. And even though he was not okay with it, he accepted it because he liked himself so much and he loved himself so much. They was like, I got a son, but I have me too. And I gotta live for me. Yeah, I think there's a line that some parents get blurred where they think they have to 
change who they are or change certain behaviors mm. for their kids. Um, mm-hmm. And when those behaviors influence or affect your child's life negatively, yeah, if you drink too much on weeknights, but you're supposed to be helping your kids get ready for bed, sure, change that habit or that or that lifestyle. Or, you know, if you're an adrenaline junkie and chances are you're like chances of you like dying in some sort of paragliding accident are super high and you want to do it every weekend, maybe pull back a little bit because you've mm-hmm. got kids now who would miss you if you died. But your sex life probably isn't something that's gonna affect your kid's life as long as you're being responsible and keeping them out of it right like you're not he's not involving his son in his proclivities so it's really none of his son's goddamn business no and i love he never tried to get him involved in it either his son just found out and decided that it was immoral and i think it had a lot to do when we read about both story in uh, mercy we see that it had a lot to do with his mom, but more yeah. than that, I love how Emerson said, we had a business here. We can make a safe place for people that are like us. And that is something that I think that's more than like Charlie and Emerson and being, you know, uh, Bo's dad, the ex, whatever. I think it's just the fact that someone said, I'm going to open a club about sex and we're going to have fun. And that is what sold me on the whole series, to be honest, after I read mm-hmm. uh, Praise. also. Both being the representation of society in praise was phenomenal because you're always going to have someone that is going to be judging you. Some yeah. always someone one way or the other. And I love how I love how the author make this person to be someone so close to the main character, his son, and how yeah. the rejection that he was giving to his dad was like a punishment. And that is a punishment yeah. that society will give to you if you do, let's say, OnlyFans, if you do porn, if you do any type of sex work, even if it doesn't involve any sex per se. So that representation, even though it was kind of like not super evident, a lot of people will not see it that way. I loved it because mm-hmm. I know, you know, I've been in either way, in either position, and it was phenomenal. 100% agree. No notes. <laughs> What are your favorite scenes, bits, parts from this only the first one that praise? The voyeur hall. Oh my god. And yes. and the vibrator in public. I feel the like the cat's out of the bag here. I'm I'm fairly certain I I may be into exhibitionism and voyeurism at this point. These but every time it happens, I was like, oh, I get all excited. Bro, and I'm like, You're gonna boy. love eyes on me because that oh, really? one for me it was when charlie wanted to you know made out with madame kink it and wasn't was something pissed. that she planned out but it was yeah. phenomenal and then emerson going bone locks when he saw that oh great uh, and uh, of uh. course i have to add the bdsm or heart and sub limits uh talk because yeah when you know you know let's read these books praise I would give praise one three, to five. three out of five stars. Why? Uh, it was good, but um, I feel like there was not enough of a climax. So there wasn't enough. There were plenty of climaxes, but the climax of the whole book was not very much. It's kind of a fluff book. I like a fluff mm. book, but um, books that have more tension in them and you know more conflict will always get a higher rating for me 
Got it. Um, How about for you, for praise out of five stars? Praise. I give a praise four out of five um, because I do think that it was a great beginning to a series about kink. And I, even though, again, the sex was, the sex was very average, it was a great introduction to the stories, to the characters and the whole universe of uh, Salacious Players Club. Uh, and on top of all of that, I think the two main characters, Emerson and Charlie, were the perfect combination to start this series. They were great. Like, they just match perfectly, and you don't see that a lot like in the, in the first book for a lot of series. So I do yeah. like that. I, I like that so much. Right, well, well, that's it. We did it. We did it again. We did it again. Because you can't get enough of us. Follow us on all of your socials at Come With Us Pod and be sure to go to comewithuspod.com to find all of our links for TikTok, Instagram. Apparently, we have a threads. Uh, <laughs> be sure to leave a five star review, pretty, 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 please. And send your favorite episode or this episode or all of the episodes to any of your friends that listen to podcasts or read smutty books or all of the above. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all of those different podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, please go ahead and like review, subscribe, and then head on over to YouTube where you can find us at Come With Us Pod as well. And be sure to click that little subscribe button and leave us a comment letting us know that you're there. Thank you so much. And from here with our semen-like nails, we love you very much. And we just want to say, sinners, you've been good little angels. You deserve the world. We, as your little dummies, want to tell you that you've been good. You've been good and you deserve everything. Mm. We love you. We'll see you next week. And remember, stay wicked, stay wild, and keep reading. We love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>